You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is CBS Sports Radio. I am JR. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket, Rocket can. It's Monday night. It's Monday night football. It's uneventful. The New England Patriots currently lead the Arizona Cardinals. About five minutes have passed in the fourth. New England leads 27 to 13. This would be a little less of a shock if Kyler Murray was playing, but he's not. Kyler Murray went down in the third play of the game. Non-contact knee injury. Kyler Murray was already out two games with hamstring issues. This man was carted off the field, was in tears. Obviously ruled out for the remainder of the game. And I'm sure by the time we uh, get to tomorrow, we'll have a full update on Kyler's uh, scenario and situation. You know, you can think about and expect the worst. And that might be the case, but we will find out soon enough. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. Thank you to everybody listening across North America on the free Odyssey app, on your local affiliate. People tuned in on Sirius XM channel 158 and everyone listening on a smart speaker. Thank you. Thank you so much. As we uh, have another NFL week of football getting ready to come to a close. If you want to holler at us, you know how to do it. We got a phone number. It's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You can find me online. I'm everywhere on social media. That is at JR Sport Brief. That's at JR Sport Brief on social media. Uh, we'll keep you updated on this football game. Unless Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals have uh, you know, some type of comeback in them, uh, I think the final score might not stick. But I believe the New England Patriots holding on to this game probably will. The Arizona Cardinals have decided to just, uh, you know, turn the ball over here uh, in the latter stages of the game. Fumbles, interceptions, touchdowns, run bed, just all types of nonsense. And so for Arizona, I think this season cannot end soon enough. We'll keep you up to date. Uh, we talked about the first hour of the show. I guess last hour, I should say, we talked about the Buccaneers. This season can't end soon enough for them, and they're actually tops in their division, the NFC South, losing to the 49ers 35-7 to last night. After the beatdown, Tom Brady playing in front of his friends and family out in the Bay Area, he said that he knows this season has not gone according to plan. Everyone's got to play better, but, you know, we're just not playing we just have not played consistently well very often. We haven't played it for four quarters. We played it a little bit uh, at times, uh, not today at all. But some games where we play well for five minutes and don't play well for 55 minutes. Yeah, good luck against the Bengals next week, Tom Brady. Probably not going to go in your favor. Meanwhile, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, they continue to roll on. Debo Samuel went down with a knee and ankle injury, has an MCL sprain in his knee and has sprained his ankle in the process. Uh, They expect to have him back in a month's time, right before the playoffs. 
And Kyle Shanahan, he's thrilled with that. He's also happy that his rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy, in relief of Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, is out there doing the damn thing, helping him get these W's. I'm just happy that um, he was able to go out there and perform at the level a lot of us thought that he was capable of. And, I mean, I know the players felt that way, the coaches felt that way, and guys played really good around him too. And uh, I was just happy for him because that's kind of what we see from him. Yeah, 49 is still rolling. They're going to take on Seattle. Uh, Seattle, they just lost their game against the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. And so the, the NFL season continues to roll on. Russell Wilson goes down. He's in concussion protocol. Uh, Mike White of the New York Jets, he gets split in the half against the Buffalo Bills. And then Kyler Murray tonight, Debo Samuel, even, even Purdy. Uh, has an oblique injury, but they say that he is he's fine and that he should be fine. And I just mentioned the Carolina Panthers. I'll, I'll talk about them in a little bit. But if there's one team that, that you would expect less from that actually won a football game as well, and, and not a football game, they're doing a damn good job this season. They've been able to turn things around. That's the Detroit Lions. They have a record of 6-7 and seven right now after starting 1-6. And God bless Jamison Williams. He comes back, big-time wide receiver. We saw this man blow out his, his knee, blow out his ACL in the college national championship game. And, and he comes in, and he scores the first touchdown of the game. He's able to open things up as the Lions beat the Vikings 34-23. to Now, when we did the top six list last week and looked at some of the best teams here on the way into the stretch – I got quite a few people asking me, why didn't you have the Vikings on the list? Nobody's talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Are, are people missing out on the fact that the Vikings might have name brand players on defense? You're Patrick Peterson's of the world. But have you realized that Harrison Smith's? But have, have you realized that they give up more yards in the air than anybody? that they can be torched in the air. And that's exactly what took place. Jared Goff, yes, Jared Goff of all people, passed for 330 yards and had three touchdowns. And the Lions, their offense, they've they've been scoring all season long. And now they actually have a a full, full staff of talent that's healthy. I told you about Jamison Williams making his first start in the NFL. DJ Stark. Uh, Amon Ra St. Brown, Jamal Williams, and DeAndre Swift when DeAndre Swift is actually healthy. And so the Lions, they're able to put up almost 28 points per game with no problem. The problem is that their defense is also giving up 27 points per game. And that should change over the next several seasons as a lot of their young stars just mature in the league. I mean, if you've watched Aiden Hutchinson, you probably wouldn't be shocked or surprised if he has a few Pro Bowls right there, quite a few in his future. And so Detroit, at one point, they led Minnesota 21-7. to Justin Jefferson and, and Kirk Cousins, big-time connection trying to play catch-up. Justin Jefferson had 223 yards receiving as they tried to play catch-up. And the Minnesota Vikings, their head coach, Kevin O'Connell, uh, I guess he tried to describe what the issue was and why they suck so bad. Just across the board, uh, not enough in the run game offensively. 
and uh, and I, a pretty critical turnover um, in the low red, um, trying to you know take a shot at a, a play right there, and then defensively, um, they they had a good game plan and attacked us really in the run and pass. No, bro. Fix that defense. I mean, you're not going to be able to do anything the rest of the season. I I completely understand that, but that's why I look at the Minnesota Vikings and I'm not I'm not high on them. Their record is ten and three. They're a good football team, but the hole on their squad is 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 massive. The fact that you can get lit up by just about everybody in the air, it's it's not going to do you a, a hell of a lot of good come postseason time. Kirk Cousins, his arm might fall off playing catch-up if, if they need to. Yeah, Justin Jefferson, and, and he can come up with some amazing numbers. But, I mean, damn, Vikings, they're, they're not in that upper echelon. They're probably in that, that second tier of contenders. Everything is going to have to go right for them. They're going to hit the wrong team, and it, it might be curtains. And for the Lions, I mean, damn, they started 1-6. Dan Campbell said this last week. I knew I was going to get fired. I knew that I was going to get the boot. And now they've been able to completely turn around their season. One and six to six and seven. The Lions having a chance to actually to, to get into the playoffs. Dan Campbell. He's digging his team right now. Listen to this. We stay true to what we're about. And, uh, and they knew. They believed we were one play away, and that's that's where we've been. And so now we're making the, the play. You know, we're we're making the one extra play. Uh, this it's not costing us. You know, and, and we're able to over overcome some of these mistakes we were making earlier. The Lions had some tough losses earlier on this season. Plenty of them, heartbreaking losses. I'm talking Dan Campbell crying in front of his players at the end of the games. Tough losses. And if there's a team that deserves, not that anybody deserves just to go to the postseason, if there's a fan base that deserves it, it's the Lions. They've had to deal with so much crap just over, not, I want to say, pretty much throughout their, in, their entire existence. Forget some of the larger issues that have taken place. Megatron deciding to leave. Some guy named Barry Sanders deciding to leave. Two of the greatest dudes that have ever just been on a football field. Just, they said no mas because of the Lions. They haven't been to the playoffs since 2016. You think about nothing. I think about Detroit Lions and I think uh, no win seasons. I think about crap quarterbacks. I think about Matthew Stafford finally getting out of Dodge and winning a championship. That's what I think about. And so for the Lions to be on the outside looking in, do I think they'll make the playoffs? Uh, they, they, got a, they got a little bit of a chance. If you think about their remaining games, just their remaining games, they got the Jets up next. No idea what's going to take place with, with Mike White. You don't know the status of his ribs. The New York Jets are saying that he's, he's day-to-day right now. The Carolina Panthers are then up next for the Lions. The Panthers are 5-8. Are and eight. They're trying to turn their season around since Steve Wilkes took over. The Bears are right there. One of the few teams, one of three, that are officially eliminated from postseason contention. And the Lions finish up their year against 
the Green Bay Packers, a team that they've already beat a 15 to 9 a few weeks ago. And so it's not inconceivable that the Detroit Lions actually make the playoffs. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. Do I expect them to get smacked if they do make the playoffs? Absolutely. Because I told you that offense, pretty good in the air. Pretty good on the ground with Jamal Williams. But the fact is, they don't do a good job stopping anybody either. I know the Vikings are poor in the air, and the Lions, man, almost giving up 30 points a game. That is not going to help them in the postseason. It can help them in the long run. And the Lions do look like a team that you're going to have to deal with over the next several seasons. And for that, I give them all the credit in the world. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Rich is here from Chicago. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's on your mind, Rich? JR, good evening. I've got uh, something for you that I think you'll like. It's, uh, you know, from being a handicapper myself and an SEC guy, as you are, where you live, I took a look at something, especially here with the Bears, that's a big problem. And that is the, the correlation of the number of SEC players in the league are roughly 25% of the entire NFL. 369 guys from the, from the SEC. And four, of, four teams, Bama, LSU, Georgia, and Florida, are half of that. So you, it, it, the problem I've got here, and this, this is... It's a, this pr- is you, a have a, you have a problem? Well, let me tell you what the Bears are got a problem. Oh, okay. What is it? The the average there's 13 teams, and they're all successful teams that have a roster of at least 18 guys on their active roster from the Southeastern Conference. The two bottom feeders have nine, and that would be the Chicago Bears and the Indianapolis Colts. Now we've got here in Chicago, and I'm not drinking the Bear Kool Aid, but constantly have arguments with the local sports guys here in town. The uh, the trio we've got for the Bears at wide receiver are three Notre Dame guys. And I don't think you go to Notre Dame for receivers. And that's part of the problem with the Bears offense. As good as Fields is, he doesn't have any, any as you know, weapons around him. But it all comes down to, I think, the way they've been drafting over time. And I don't understand, if you're the general manager, why you wouldn't go to the Ohio States, the LSUs, Bama, Georgia, even Florida, historically, to get your skill guys. And the teams that don't are getting killed in, in the NFL. I don't think it's that hard to draft guys. So what are you telling me about, Ryan Pace? I mean, can, can, can Poles come in and do his job? Or what are we doing? Well, you know, he said one draft. He's had one draft. I know. That's what I'm trying to ask. Why, why are you telling me about some previous guy who doesn't even have the job anymore? Well, it's because I'm not convinced that, that Poles is, you know, based on his draft last year and who he's picked up as free agents, he picked up uh, the Steelers guy from Notre Dame uh, and gave up a second-round draft pick already. Yes, for, 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 for Claypool, yes. For yes, Claypool. Correct. And Claypool – could he's not a number one uh, receiver or even a two? I think for most of the teams in the NFL. Well, I believe that this is a full. I mean, if you look at the Bears, this season was a wash, 
And I think yes. that the, the only purpose of this season for the Chicago Bears was to see what Fields had. And they didn't give him a lot of weapons to go out there and do so. And I, I would say all things considered, he's proven that he can be a starter in the league if he continues to develop as a passer. Um, I, I'm not shocked at where the Bears are right now. I don't think anyone is. And it's going to be a process. There's a reason that when you have a general manager come in, you're giving him four years. You're giving him five years. Sometimes these guys are getting six years. Does anybody want to wait for a six-year process? Hell no. But that was interesting. I mean, we went through a whole lot of work just to say that I think the Chicago Bears are doing poor in the draft. That took me uh, – Shub, how long did it take me to say that? What, five seconds? Maybe four. It took me four seconds to say that, and we went around the world with, uh, with Rich. I appreciate the information, Rich, but I think, I think we know this. Yes, the SEC whoops ass when it comes to, to, to draft talent. Give the Bears some time, man. I, I looked at it this year, too. I said, why are they not getting Fields any help? I think anybody with half a brain would, would go ahead and say the same thing. Is it going to bear fruit? Is it going to work? We'll see. They're not building this team in just one year. I'm not prepared to just judge them off of one year. You can do it. You're there. You're in Chicago. I'm sure they're beating this with a stick until it's it's dead and, and dead some more. Not me. Let's see what happens. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Just told you about the Lions. Rich just called and asked about the Bears. Sorry, let's continue with animals. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers because for some reason, they also appear alive. And they fired their head coach. How the hell are they doing this? It's the JR Sport Brief Show right here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, man. You're the man for nighttime radio. I enjoy listening to you every night, man. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. Man, this entire Monday night football game is just. It's like, can the bleeding stop? 27 to 13. New England is here over the Arizona Cardinals. Two two minutes left and change here in the in the game entirely here in the fourth quarter, obviously. And from the minute that, that Kyler Murray went down with that non-contact knee injury, it was just a matter of do the cards stay in this? Like, do they stand? any type of chance of success success in, in completing a comeback. And that was really the only reason to watch. I'm looking at the enthusiasm of the fans in Arizona, and I'm saying to myself, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess you should be happy, right? You paid for some tickets. You might as well stick around and, and try to find something to be optimistic about. 
And so the New England Patriots, at the end of this game, which should end momentarily in a few minutes, uh, they should improve their record to 7-6. and six. Arizona should fall to 4-9. and nine. And if there is no Kyler Murray for the rest of the season, then really what, what do they have to look forward to? Nothing. They got to march down through the rest of the season. They have to go to the, the, the offseason. Cliff Kingsbury, they just gave this man an extension. You have to think about whether or not he's going to be around. You know, how does Kyler Murray bounce back? This has really been a disaster for the Cards. A, a lot of their main guys and, and, and players have been hurt all season long or suspended. Hi, DeAndre Hopkins. You've got to think about the newly acquired Marquise Brown. Uh, they also uh, brought in uh, Robbie Anderson, traded him from Carolina. And how about this? The Carolina Panthers are actually the team that's that's having a, a little bit of a turnaround. I don't know how much of an improvement, you know, four and nine is versus a five and eight, but that's where the Carolina Panthers lie. They have been able to give the boot to Matt Rule. Steve Wilkes takes over, and the Panthers have now won three out of their last four games. Now, they're not beating some of the best squads in the league, so I, we we, we got to be honest here. They beat the Falcons who actually just announced a quarterback change last week, moving on uh, from Marcus Mariota and giving Desmond Ritter a chance to start against the Saints next Sunday. The Panthers beat the Broncos. Broncos can't score a point to save their life unless they're taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And then obviously, they beat Seattle. The final score, 30-24. to 24. This is the game that Fox actually switched over to when the 49ers were just beating the living hell out of the Buccaneers. People were able to see the the Panthers and the Seahawks. Never in my life did I think that that would be the the swap over from Tom Brady, but it was. Sam Darnold, ooh, what an exciting game. 120 yards and also a touchdown. And uh, Geno Smith, not the greatest of games. This is... uh, I guess both the good and bad of Geno Smith. 264 yards passing for three touchdowns and two INTs. So the Panthers there, I don't want to call them part of the wild card race here, but they've certainly been able to turn things around with Steve Wilkes. Let's think about some of the guys who are no longer on the team. Baker Mayfield. First start for the Los Angeles Rams, comeback victory. Good for him. Robbie Anderson, he's going to lose a game tonight here with the Arizona Cardinals. And the biggest name of them all, Matt Rule is gone. This man has already moved back on to college, and so I guess uh, Dave Tepper is a smart man. He's not going to have to pay a dime more for that man's contract. You can go ahead and, and leave it in school. And so Steve Wilkes, knowing that his team has been left for dead, as they should be. Who the hell is thinking about the Panthers? Nobody. He actually gives his squad credit for just not saying, all right, screw the rest of the year. Listen to this. Everything that, you know, we've gone through, they've gone through with the different, you know, coaching changes, you know, getting rid of players or the the organization trying to tank it, you know, all those different things. And to see how those guys respond and came out and played today, it is pretty uh, uh, thrilling and emotional, yes. Yeah, 
tanking would have been ideal, but that's not what the players are trying to do. None of these players wake up and, and, and try to choke. These guys are fighting for jobs. If you're a Carolina Panthers fan, maybe, maybe you're hoping for a choke. That doesn't appear to happen. Steve Wilkes, since taking over, he's an even 500 at 4-4. Four and four. When Matt Rule was given the boot, he was 1-4. and four. And the Carolina Panthers were going absolutely nowhere. And I still believe they're going nowhere. If they get into the playoffs, that would be a little bit more of a, uh, of a minor miracle. And so the Panthers, you guys better be careful. Are they still going to end up with a, a high draft pick? Yeah. Is it going to be closer to 10? Or are they going to be able to kind of climb the ranks a little bit with how terrible they are? One thing is for sure. One thing is for certain. But two things for certain. Houston is going to end up with that, that number one overall pick. And the team that they just faced, I should say the Panthers, the Seahawks, I must remind you, and my apologies to all my friends in Denver, the Seahawks have Denver's pick this year. And so Seattle, even though they just lost, even though Seattle has a record of 7-6, and six, even though Seattle is hanging on for a chance to still go into the postseason, they're still going to end up with a damn good draft pick because of the Russell Wilson trade. Denver with a record of 3-10. and 10. Russell Wilson, I'd be shocked if they let this man play football in the next game, especially with that concussion that he took. This is a, this is a good scenario and, and, and just a good season for Seattle. You got Geno Smith. You got Kenneth Walker emerging. They have to fix their defense. That is absolutely necessary. But congratulations to Seattle, even though they lost yesterday, two of all teams. The Carolina Panthers. Way to go to the Panthers. Way to go shoot for the, the Lions here. Lions 6-7. and seven, The Panthers 5-8. and eight. I know those are still losing records. But for these teams, you got you to gotta give them credit where credit is due. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. It appears that we have a final in Monday Night Football. The bleeding has finally stopped. And everyone can now focus in on the health of Kyler Murray. We'll talk about the game on the other side. Uh, Speaking of barely getting by the skin of your teeth, we talked about this earlier. Uh, The Cowboys giving people a little bit of a scare as well as they take on their interstate rival. I guess you can call them a rival, the Houston Texans. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I'm a new listener, but a long time radio personality over the years, and uh, you're just enlightening. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Thank God this game is over. Thank you. 
The New England Patriots, they come out on top over the Arizona Cardinals 27-13. New England improves their record to 7-6, and 6 They now sit and occupy the final wild card spot here in the AFC. They beat the New York Jets twice, and so that makes life a whole lot easier uh, when you have the same record at the same time. They also remove uh, the Chargers, who are now on the outside looking in. Meanwhile, for the Arizona Cardinals, they fall to 4-9. and nine. It's more of a formality as their season winds down to a close. The big issue for the Arizona Cardinals isn't so much about the rest of the season, but next year especially knowing that Kyler Murray went down on the third play of the game. Cut out to his right to scramble, collapsed onto the, the, the grass, and I will say grass. There have been a lot of conversations about the players going down on turf and the quality of it. He went down. He was carted off the field, and Kyler Murray, someone who we haven't seen play in, in two games because of a hamstring issue, He goes down to a non-contact injury, and those typically don't end good. Let's hope that nothing is is torn in his knee. That would be uh, devastating for Kyler Murray. What a a crap year this has been all across the board for the Arizona Cardinals. A matter of fact, the game has concluded. I want you to hear this. This is what it sounded like, the injury to Kyler Murray, courtesy of the Cardinals radio network. Lee snapping it to Murray. It's a play fake. Murray setting up, looking deep, now takes off, running to the right at the 35, at the 40, and dives to about the 44-yard line, a gain of three for Kyler Murray. And got an injured Cardinal. It's Kyler who went down very awkwardly that time as he tried to cut. Oh, no. Non-contact. He cut right then tried to cut left and just buckled and there was a Patriot player right there who called to the Cardinals sideline to bring on the training staff yeah when you hear and you could actually hear it in the radio call the audible gasp of everyone in the stadium that was the replay and it shows how he went down and he went down because the grass ate him up not a defender it's a, it's a terrible way to, to go down. He exited the field on that cart, uh, had the towel over his head, uh, visibly upset, visibly crying, and it was reported that he, he broke down even big time when he was uh, taken to the back out of sight. And so all the best to Colin Murray. You know, whenever we get that update, it might not come until tomorrow. You know, we'll definitely talk about it. Just a, that's a terrible, just a terrible season for him. He signs the con- the whole process just completely awful. So two teams going in completely opposite directions. You have the Arizona Cardinals, whose season seemingly is getting worse game by game, and then you have the New England Patriots with Bill Belichick. They're able to turn things around, and I guess to to beat up on any team, the Cardinals were the victim. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Paul is calling from Rhode Island. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Thank you for taking my call, Commander JR. Let me tell you something. I'm so sorry that happened to Kyla. I call him the spider. He takes these little steps. He's introducing to the NFL the new NFL. 
Ham and uh, uh, Ray, uh, the Ravens quarterback. Lamar I'll Jackson. I'll take the win. Yes, I'll take the win. In the situation we are, I'll take the win. Okay. Because the NFL has been a, a bad product, unpredictable product, I'll take the win. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank have... you, thank you, Paul, for calling from Rhode Island. There's a hell of a, a, a soliloquy there. Allen is calling from Toronto. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, Jr. Uh, judging by Pete Carroll's uh, statements, uh, he is reportedly enchanted with Geno Smith, and he's in no hurry to bring in Drew Locke. He won't say it, but I'll say it for him, though. He's, uh, he has no regrets about losing uh, Russell Wilson, none whatsoever. He's got too much class for that, so I'll say it for him then. And the Seahawks and the Broncos, uh, they're going in distinctly opposite directions. They were both 7-10 and 10 last year. And uh, Geno Smith, 3,433 yards. He has a chance to get over 4,000 yards. Never in my wildest dreams, and I'm sure yours too, would you expect him to have that kind of a year because he hasn't had a good year since 2014. You know, his, his no. quarterback rating back then was uh, 66.5, and he's been a backup ever since. He, he hasn't and had a good season since. Look at his rating since. this year. He hasn't had a so – he hasn't uh, – oh, my God. Guy. Oh, my God. Jeez. Take a breath, Alan. Slow down. Take a breath. Take a breath. Geno Smith hasn't had a good season since he was at West Virginia. That's the last time he had a good year. Go ahead, Alan. Yeah, so uh, aren't you surprised? Uh, I never – you can't possibly tell me that you expected to him to have that kind of a year. He, he may get 4,000 uh, 4, yards passing this year, you know. And no, not, a, not at all. I'm not in – I'm not in – Look at Russell Wilson's – Oh, my. I'm not an oracle, Alan. No, I didn't predict this. I expected Geno Smith to be the same crap he's been for the majority of his career. And it's a beautiful thing that he's been able to, to turn things around at, at this stage – and I'm, I'm sure he's going to be the starting quarterback for Seattle next year. That goes without a shadow of a doubt. Anyone who would tell you that they expected a Geno Smith to be amazing is either de- delusional or lying. Alan, go ahead. Yeah, and he's 32 now. Baker so- Mayfield's only 28, so I'm not, uh, I'm not writing Baker Mayfield off. You know, 28, and he was a first-round pick. Geno Smith was about a third-round pick, so you know there sure. is hope for Baker well, Mayfield. Well, I think, I think the, and I think the difference, and thank you, Alan, for calling from Toronto. The, yeah, Baker Mayfield is not, is not buried. Baker Mayfield's career is not over. There's just a small chance. You know, Geno Smith had to eat crow on his way out the door from the New York Jets because a teammate punched him in the face. He owed that teammate money. Uh, Geno Smith was able to rebuild himself in his career as a backup. Geno Smith was able to just kind of float around in the background. He had to, quote-unquote, eat crow. When you have a personality as big as Baker Mayfield, when you have the reputation of Baker Mayfield, it precedes you before you even get into the building. I don't think people are going to be lining up to say, well, let's just bring in Baker as a backup. You have to have a, a, a set scenario and situation. Baker Mayfield has never been a league MVP. He hasn't been a, a Cam Newton. But I think it's a, a similar scenario. Cam Newton says, I understand last year why I could not back up Mac Jones. Too much of a distraction. 
my presence, and of course, Cam used other words. I believe he referred to his aura. But his presence on the team would have been a distraction. And I think the same will hold for Baker Mayfield. Am I writing him off? Am I thinking he's cooked? No, hell no, not at all. He might have to wait. He's going to have to probably accept being a backup or a good quarterback on a team. You know, we said this last week is what's the best place for him? Washington? Is that it? I mean, everybody's already set to get rid of Heineke, get him out the building. I was in D.C. last week. All my friends were telling me, man, yeah, we can't wait to get rid of him. It's like you don't want Wentz. You know Heineke isn't the guy. He can certainly get people hyped up, but he's he's not going to deliver. You know, I'm not a big fan of just flat evaluating quarterback ratings, but he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league if you want to look at his rating. I mean, the the idea of the game isn't to go out there and just, you know, inspire, but you actually have to be uh, proficient at what you do. And so congratulations to Geno Smith, even though his team lost yesterday, by the way. And uh, another point, Pete Carroll is classy. He has not been shy when asked about what's different this year than in past years. And in turn, he's he's done very much, uh, as, as I guess in the most Pete Carroll way possible, He's he's thrown Russell under the bus and talking about how happy he is now with Geno at QB. Less distractions as well. Um, so Seattle Seahawks, yeah, they lost yesterday. You still have to give them credit for how this season has gone. And they, like a lot of teams, their defense is garbage, and that's 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 what's going to keep them potentially, you know, out of the playoffs or maybe on the outside looking in. They're currently uh, right outside of the playoffs sitting in the, the number eight seed. We know with the expanded playoffs right now, we have seven teams. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. One squad that I believe doesn't have a problem, an issue, or a worry in the world happens to be the Dallas Cowboys. They beat the Texans barely yesterday, 27-23. to 23. Texans now fall to 1-11. and 11 sitting there occupying that, that number one draft slot. And the Dallas Cowboys, they are 10-3. and three. It took us a while to get there. A little bit of a back and forth. It took Ezekiel Elliott with a two-yard rush with 40, 41 seconds left for them to actually go out there and take the lead against the Texans. There were people all over the country ready to just destroy the Cowboys if they lost to the Texans. Uh, almost doesn't count. Dak Prescott says that every now and then you need that adversity. And Mike McCarthy, knowing that it took them all the way to basically the final drive to win the game, he talked about the importance of getting the job done in the clutch. This is why you do two minute every day. Um, just, you know, the composure of, you know, we had, we had a number of guys get injured today. So I don't know if, if Tad is taking you through that. So, I mean, just a... Just a lot going on on sidelines. I thought the communication was excellent. I thought the players that had to step up stepped up, um, and, and guys just kept fighting. Well, the Dallas Cowboys, they'll have an opportunity their next game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And let's see if they could pick things up. Dallas Cowboys still have one of the best offenses in the league. They still have one of the best defenses, despite allowing the Texans to put up 23 points on them. 
and they should abuse the Jacksonville Jaguars in the next game. Meanwhile, the losing uh, continues here for the Texans. Not going to be any better as the Texans will take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Shep and I talked about this earlier, uh, expecting a three-touchdown lead here for Kansas City over the Texans. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, look, everybody needs a swift kick in the ass just to realize that you're not invincible, that you actually have to show up, play the game, and win, and not play down to your level of competition. So hopefully that's a wake-up call for the Dallas Cowboys as they take on the Jags next. Another game that they should go out there and win. Hopefully they don't choke this one away. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of, of choking away, I guess that was the only reason to watch tonight's Monday Night Football game as the Arizona Cardinals lose to the New England Patriots 27-13 to because after the third play of the game, there was no reason to watch. Kyler Murray goes down, non-contact knee injury. Colt McCoy goes in. And at that point, you're just trying to see if the circus just can actually get into the end zone. And they actually turned the ball over. That didn't work out in their favor. New England setting themselves up for a playoff run. Arizona, God knows what they're setting themselves up for. Maybe somebody gets fired. Kyler Murray, God knows what happens with his knee. We'll find out. We'll talk about it. You'll hear some of the plays. Cliff Kingsbury speaking right now. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio.